Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama that's happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month, as well as show content and ask any question you want. Hopefully this is crypto related. If it's not, I don't really care to be honest. And we'll discuss those answers on Friday's show. The best way, however, if you want to support the show and see us grow is to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platforms. Even Spotify lets you give a review now. It's brand new. Please dig into that and give us a good or bad review. I don't really care as long as it's a review. If you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a ledger device through the link in the description. This will ensure that you're purchasing a device from Ledger and it's not sold by a third party and hasn't been tampered with, as well as 10% of that sale will go to support the show at no extra cost to you. Let's dig into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. We got a ton of stuff to go over today. Uh, lots of news. We're going to dive right in. Currently, feed, fear and greed index currently sitting at 41. We're still in fear. Uh, market's looking pretty good, though, and uh, sentiment is pushing up towards that neutral towards that neutral point. We've come a long way. Yesterday, we were at a 31. Last week, a 30. Last month, a 16, as low as 16. Before that, we were down to about an 8. Uh, so we have come a long way as far as sentiment uh, and Bitcoin as an investment goes. Currently sitting at a 41, moving into neutral territory. Bitcoin is just doing fantastic today. Currently sitting at 24,375 at the time of this recording at 12.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It was pushing up towards 25,000 earlier there this morning. Uh, recording this podcast a little later than normal. Uh, however, it's dropped a couple hundred bucks, nothing crazy, but right now looking fantastic. Ethereum also up uh, 3% on the 24-hour, pushing that 1900 price envelope at 1892 right now, up 17% on the 7-day. BNB currently sitting at 325 bucks, down a little bit, down 3% on the 24, but up almost 8% on the 7-day. XRP is at 37 cents, pretty flat on the 24 up about 3% on the seven-day. Cardano is up slightly at 53 cents, up 0.3% on the 24 and up 7% on the seven-day. Solana is at $43.55, up 3% on the 24, up 12% on the seven-day. Big moves there Solana for Solana holders. Uh, that includes myself. I opened up a position a couple days ago in Solana there. Polkadot is at $9.30, down 3.62%. On the 24, but still up 14% on the seven day. Overall, markets are looking pretty good. It's either, you're either flat or you're in the green today. Uh, good day for crypto. Seven cents for Dogecoin up 0.65%. So let's call it flat actually. And uh, 7% on the seven day in the green. So up on the seven day. AVAX is at $28.87, down 3% on the 24, up almost 24% on the seven day. Had a big pump there earlier in the week. Matic is pretty flat at 92 cents on the 24, up 4% on the seven day. Shiba is flat on the 24, up 5% on the seven day. Ethereum Classic, 43 bucks and 11 cents, up 11% just today. And on the seven day, up 21, almost 22%. The numbers just, just flipped over here. Near Protocol, another big one that we're gonna start watching, up 6% 
or sorry, at six bucks or so, five dollars and seventy-seven cents, down slightly on the twenty-four. However, up thirty percent uh, this week. So congratulations to the Near Protocol holders. That's a project I'm going to be looking into a little bit. Chainlink, almost eight ninety eight eight dollars and eighty-nine cents, down three point three seven percent on the twenty-four but up 20% on the seven days. So markets are looking good. Sentiment as in, is improving. We got some massive, really massive news here uh, in regards to BlackRock and their uh, their partnership with Coinbase. This was last week and uh, saw a little bit of price action go in the upwards direction, which is kind of nice. Uh, I think probably because of that BlackRock news and the possible inflow of money them being a hedge fund manager for about 10 trillion dollars of assets uh quite over 10 times the market cap of bitcoin alone uh, they hold an asset so even a small allocation by them is just a massive news for bitcoin and we got more news in regards to blackrock even though blackrock i'll get this off off my chest right away blackrock is uh really the one of the biggest players in the world for good or for bad uh, i'm not uh i don't want blackrock's money involved. I don't want their control into the crypto space. They are a little bit of that dark evil money as far as I'm concerned. However, uh, if they're investing as a hedge fund manager, investing clients money, uh, that's a little bit of a different scenario. And that is actually what's happening. And BlackRock has launched a Bitcoin fund. Let's dig into the article. Lots of places are reporting on this. However, I'll be using the article from Cointelegraph. The announcement is the most bullish news ever for long-term hodlers, as one analyst argues, as Barry Silbert heralds the arrival of Wall Street. Uh, so he's saying that Wall Street has now entered the Bitcoin space, and it is because of this reason we are encroaching in on 25000 there. Bitcoin continues towards 25000 on August 11th. Wall Street open amidst news the world's largest asset manager has launched a Bitcoin product. Silbert on BlackRock. In quotations, this is a quote from Silbert. Here comes Wall Street. Data from Cointelegraph, Market Pro, and TradingView followed USD and Bitcoin, their price relation, as it spiked to 24921 Currently, like we said, it's down about down a few hundred bucks from that right now. Uh, they recorded that on Bitstamp as the United States stock trading got underway. While going on to consolidate slightly below the highs, the pair inspired confidence in the market sentiment with popular crypto industry figures already seeing positive implications from the BlackRock move. Here comes Wall Street. Former Grayscale CEO Barry Silbert responded. For Blockware lead insight analyst Will Clement, you can follow him on Twitter. I don't remember if I'm saying his last name properly. I just know him as Will. Uh, so this is a, a tweet by him, not just news itself, but that also signals to some that water is fine to others. If they don't offer their clients Bitcoin, they'll get their lunch eight, which he's getting at. If they don't offer the service people want to provide, aka people want to buy Bitcoin, their clients, meaning BlackRock's clients, want to buy Bitcoin. If they don't provide some kind of product to sell them that Bitcoin, they're going to go somewhere else. This is why BlackRock has opened up that Bitcoin product. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink has described Bitcoin just five years earlier as an index of money laundering. Those are harsh words, aren't they? He has appeared to change his tune by 2020, acknowledging the largest cryptocurrency's potential to become a global market and most currently entirely changing their tune and putting their dollars in the space. BlackRock's offer offering would take the form of a spot Bitcoin trust. It's confirmed in a statement similar to the uh, Grayscale Trust by the looks of it, uh, in which case BlackRock will actually have to hold spot Bitcoin on their books and then people can buy into that trust. The trust is available to U.S. Institution, institutional clients and seeks to track the performance of Bitcoin 
less expenses and liabilities of the trust. This is a quote from him. Despite the deep downturn in the digital asset market, we are seeing substantial interest from some institutional clients in how to efficiently and cost-effectively access these assets during our technology and product capabilities. Uh, people are asking for it while the price is low. Bitcoin right now sitting at a screaming deal and these institutional clients are aware of that and they want in at these prices. As Cointelegraph reported, the firm's in initial foray into Bitcoin this month came via a partnership with the US exchange Coinbase like we reported on the show as well. June futures gaps come into play, turning to potential short-term price targets. The mood among commenters was thus flexible if still not outright bullish. I think this is obviously very bullish news uh, for Bitcoin as there's a new big player that's gonna be snatching up some Bitcoin. Next up, big news if you're a Redditor, like many of you probably are, FTX chief SBF or Sam Bankman-Fried details new collaboration with social media giant Reddit for payment solutions. Uh, this is has the potential to be massive for whatever ecosystem they decide to use here. FDX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried says that the crypto exchange is bringing its payment solutions to Reddit blockchain-based reputation system. In the new statement, Bankman-Fried says that Reddit and his firm have entered into a partnership to integrate FTX Pay into Community Points, the social media's giant tokenized rewards program. So if you're upvoting someone, they have the potential to release to receive probably a fraction of some kind of token here. We're excited to partner with Reddit to continue their work to empower online communities to harness the power of blockchain. FDX pay, pays payment and exchange infrastructure integrates with Reddit community points, making the customer experience a more seamless process. So you won't actually have to do anything special. Everything will be handled through Reddit's backend software and you will be able to potentially make payments between different Reddit users, which could be interesting because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of exchange subreddits uh, a lot of exchange of goods subreddits, I should say, on Reddit. Reddit users can earn community points, an ERC token built on the Arbitrum Nova blockchain for their content and engagement. Points serve as a measure of their reputation online. Earn points will also, will also allow users to participate in community decision-making processes, tip other users, and unlock special membership features. But using these tokens involves on-chain transactions that require the payment of network fees in ETH. Uh, Ethereum to benefit here. With the integration, users can now buy Ethereum from FTX Pay using supported Reddit apps. It says FTX Venture and Gaming Head Amy Wu, this is a quote from her, excited to announce our global partnership with Reddit today with Reddit Community Points. Users need ETH for gas fees to transact with their points on chain and FTX will pay allows them to do that. Big news. We'll wait and see how this lives implemented. I'm not going to touch too much on these stories. I'm just going to deliver the news today because uh, I'm recording this podcast on the road. I'm in the middle of a course non-related to crypto. Uh, however, it is interesting, and I'm recording this podcast slightly on the fly like I did a couple weeks ago. So it'll be a little bit fast and the furious, and uh, I apologize if there's any sound quality issues here. Uh, last story of the day, Mark Cuban faces a class action lawsuit from promoting Voyager crypto products. Yeah, he's stated that he loves Voyager many times off the books, I guess you could say, or off the record, I guess would be the better term for it. However, I believe they had actually had advertisements for uh, Voyager in his stadiums, but m many other stadiums. There's lots of advertisers for Voyager, so I don't know if he'll be accountable for what his advertisers have done. I do see that as a little bit unfair here. Let's dig into this a little bit. The lawsuit alleged Mark Cuban misrepresented the crypto offerings and services by Voyager and leverage his years of experience to lure inexperienced customers into investing their life savings. I think Voyager was trusted 
not only because of Mark Cuban, but a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, influencers in the financial business world were using Voyager themselves. They were customers and thus promoting Voyager as a product that they trusted. Mark Cuban, the billionaire entrepreneur who has been quite active in the crypto ecosystem <laughs> lately calling uh, Dogecoin a little better than Cardano. I think we went over that article a couple days ago. Uh, he's facing a class action lawsuit over his promotions of the bankrupt crypto brokerage firm Digital, or sorry, Voyager Digital. The law firm, I'm going to get this name wrong, the Moskowitz, Moskowitz Law Firm filed a civil lawsuit in the United States District Court in Southern Florida against Cuban for promoting Voyager's unregulated crypto products. The lawsuit demanded a jury hearing for the case. The lawsuit alleged Cuban had misrepresented the firm on numerous occasions, making dubious claims of it being cheaper than competitors and also offering commission-free trading services. Cuban, along with his Voyager Digital CEO, Stephen Elbridge, leveraged their years of experience to lure inexperienced customers into investing their life savings in what they called a Ponzi scheme. Uh, this is what the lawsuit alleges, of course. Cuban and Elrich went to great lengths to use their experience as investors to dupe millions of Americans into investing, in many cases, their life savings into the deceptive Voyager platform and purchasing Voyager earned programs such as EPAs, which are unregistered securities. Yeah, people didn't know they were investing in unregistered securities. The lawsuit further alleged the Cuban continued to hype Voyager's products and push retail investors to invest in it despite knowing it. Cuban went on record calling Voyager's platform as close to risk-free as you're going to get in crypto. Whew, that's a bad, uh, that didn't age well, did it? The lawsuit read, this is another quote, Voyager platform relied on Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks vocal support and Cuban's monetary investment in order to continue to sustain itself until the implosion and Voyager's subsequent bankruptcy. Voyager was one of the many crypto lenders to Three Arrows Capital, being way overexposed here. The went that, that went bust and later insolvency. Uh, the crypto lending firm paused trading activity withdrawals on July 1st. That was almost or under a month ago. Still, seems like forever forever ago when all this uh, initially started up. I think it's just been so busy between now and then with crypto news that uh, yeah, it just seems like times. Time has changed already, but um, yeah, only July 1st, so less than a month month ago, this all went down and eventually filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on July 5th. Currently, over 3.5 million Americans currently have nearly $5 billion in cryptocurrency assets frozen on the platform. It's a shame, isn't it? Voyager was cleared to return $270 million in customer funds held at the Metropolitan Commercial Bank which was due to funds that were actually insured because they weren't in, they weren't held in any kind of crypto. Also, uh, they weren't in holding any kind of cryptocurrency that includes stable coins. They were holding raw USD and the raw USD was insured at Voyager. However, uh, they led others to believe that all products were insured. And I think a lot of people trusted their uh, USDC and their USDT and thinking that it was insured and left it on the Voyager platform. Voyager's cleared to return, yet we read that. Uh, where are we here? A day later, the lending firm announced the clients with U.S. dollars in their accounts could withdraw up to 100000 in a 24-hour period, starting as earliest as August 11th, which is today, when the funds will be received in 5 to 10 days. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure there'll be some news dropping on whether people are actually make, able to make those cash, cash withdrawals. Uh, but the important thing to note, I think we've reinforced it enough where people get it, but um, only your cash, only your USD was insured using Voyager. Like we said, when they led others to believe all crypto holdings 
Uh, I'm sure if you scan, scan through the fine print, you would come to the conclusion that it was only cash. However, they just made it seem like all crypto holdings. And I think a lot of people held stable coins on their platform in hopes that they were insured and there was essentially no risk. They were able to collect yield on those without taking any risk. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's show. Fast and furious. I apologize for that. Tomorrow we'll be back on a regular show schedule. It'll be early in the morning and the podcast will be between 20 and 30 minutes generally to get through all the articles and to give my input on those articles. Have a great day and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.